The other day, my daughter, who is in grade 11, asked me what I wanted to do for a career when I was her age. She's 16. And for the life of me, I couldn't remember. I knew I was going to university right out of high school. My mother did not believe in gap years. And that I wanted to study business, though I didn't start university in a business program. But I don't remember a specific job or profession that I envisioned myself in. It certainly wasn't HR. I'm not even sure that I knew what HR was when I was 16 years old. In fact, I'm positive I didn't. The type of businesses I was exposed to growing up in a town of less than a thousand people were extremely small. My father owned a building supply and hardware store. My parents' close friends owned a grocery store, and I worked for many years at a local hotel serving food, cleaning rooms, and eventually working at the front desk on weekends, something that I loved. I remember being interested in all the -the behind-the-scenes parts of the store, as we called my parents' business, ordering, bookkeeping, annual inventory, which we got to help out with, scheduling, payroll, especially operating the fancy check stamp machine, not sure what that thing is called, and of course the electronic ordering wand doodad thing my dad eventually got. I also don't know what that thing's called. (laughs) And for the record, I also really enjoyed mixing paint for customers and scooping nails out of the nail bin. I don't know why, but those things appealed to me. For those of you that are lost in the technology I'm discussing, this was the 1980s, and most things were done manually and definitely without computers. The phone line and fax machine were the tech of the day, and yes, I mean a landline. In any case, I do remember being interested in how the business operated. And although I grew up in and around the store, working there some summers and weekends until I was in university and my parents sold it, My dad never taught me about the intricacies of running the business, nor did he talk about any of the decisions that he made around it. He was fortunate enough to have some very loyal employees, and although I know he had to hire people over the years, I'm pretty sure he didn't ever advertise a vacant job, prepare interview questions, or officially check references. Dad was intensely focused on what his customers needed, and often that was his knowledge and expertise in building and fixing things. And he was good with building relationships with people, suppliers, customers, and his employees. The point being, if HR was even a thing for my dad, he never categorized it as such, nor was it his focus. So how did I know that HR was the right career for me? The short answer is, I didn't. In many ways, HR found me. If you're wrestling with the next steps in your career and wondering if HR is a good path for you to pursue or continue pursuing, keep listening. Today I'm going to share a few questions you should consider and ask yourself to help answer this important question. So let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately a fulfilling HR career. Okay, let's get into this. If I were talking to my younger self and sharing career advice, 
I would probably ask myself eight questions to determine if a career in HR was the right one to pursue. The first question I would ask is, are you interested in and genuinely curious about people? This might seem like an overly obvious question, but it's incredibly important. If you're not curious about what makes people behave the way they do, you will probably find a career in HR very frustrating. The core purpose of what we do in HR is to enable the organization's success through its people. And each and every problem that you attempt to solve will have people and their behavior at the root of it. This is why so many students of psychology, social work, and sociology find themselves in HR roles. And I know a lot of people that studied those subjects and then pursued HR as a career path. The reason for this is that they're genuinely interested in people and how and why they do the things they do. If you aren't sure if you are curious enough about people, try and ask yourself these questions. When you watch a movie that involves a mysterious murder, are you trying to figure out why each character might have committed the crime? When you sit and people watch anywhere, do you wonder where people around you are going, what their challenges are, and what they're thinking? When you read a book, do you look up the author to see what their story is and if there's any evidence of that in the book they wrote? And when you encounter someone at work who either treats you exceptionally well or exceptionally bad, do you wonder what happened to them in their life to guide their behavior to where it is today? I do. I ask those questions all the time. And when I talk to the best HR people I know and admire or that I seek advice from, those are the kind of conversations we're having. Why do you think they did that? I can't believe they did this. What do you think is going on for them? And sometimes it's just, what the heck were they thinking? You see, if you aren't wondering what makes people tick and the cause of their behavior, and you see people and HR functions merely as transactions to be performed, you will likely bang your head against the wall your whole career. We are not always able to discover the truth of people, nor do we always get it right when it comes to the best practice to motivate the right behavior for the moment, and that's for good reason. People are anything but transactions. They are wonderful mysteries, and the best HR people I know are fascinated with revealing clue after clue after clue. The second question I would ask my younger self is, do you enjoy solving complex and sometimes messy problems? This one, I think, goes hand in hand with the first question. I'll begin where I ended question number one. People are anything but transactions. They are wonderful mysteries. And this means that when your role is focused on influencing the behavior and motivation of these wonderful mysteries, the problems you have to tackle are often complex and sometimes pretty messy. Yes, there are some HR problems that are solved with a tried-and-true policy rollout, maybe some direct feedback or a solid recruitment process. But those tried and true only work so long as people behave in an expected way. 
And when they don't, which will happen, the problem becomes more complex. And thus, your thinking and your approach must rise to the complexity and the challenge of the problem. If that sounds overwhelming to you versus exciting, HR is probably not the best path for you. I should also note that with messy problems comes a heightened need to be empathetic and sensitive towards others. Emotional intelligence is critically important in this role. And if you're not able to recognize the emotions of others and adapt yourself to the occasion and control your own emotion, you will get wrapped up in the feelings and lose sight of the problem or the challenge. And in the end, that's going to make it really difficult to do your job well. The third question I would ask is, do you enjoy influencing others and trying to improve people's lives? A lot of people think good HR professionals just need to be people people, meaning they care about people, want to help them, and are warm and friendly to be around, or at least that's how I interpret it. And those are truly all important aspects of being an HR professional. However, all of that is not for you if you do not enjoy influencing others and don't have at least some skill in encouraging people to do something. It's not enough to just like people. And in fact, HR people are often the bearers of bad news, and thus, people sometimes don't like us. You have to be okay with this. But someone well-suited for a career in HR will take the need to give someone bad news and use their influencing, persuasion, and empathy to help the person accept that bad news. There are also a number of HR functions that do require quite a bit of influencing, Recruitment in its entirety is a marketing function. You're trying to get qualified applicants to apply for your job. Then when you find the perfect person, you have to convince them to say yes, forever and ever till death do you part, which is how I categorize the hiring process in my classes. When you're training employees or presenting a job evaluation result, you have to explain and show your audience why they need to do something different or why the result you've come up with is the right result. And then there are the managers you will support. They will ask you for your advice and you are naive if you think that just because you give it and it's sound that they're going to listen to you. On a regular basis, you will need to use your influencing skills to help them see why a particular path is best for them, their team, and the organization. And lots of times, they just won't listen to you. And then you'll be faced with your next complex problem to solve. So influencing is a really important skill for a successful HR professional. The fourth question is, do you need the spotlight or getting a lot of credit for your work? Let's go back to what I said about influencing others. Let's say you give that manager some sound advice and they follow it. And things go exceptionally well for their department and the organization. They may thank you privately. They may thank you somewhat publicly. And they may not acknowledge your role in it at all. I hope you're okay with that. In an HR career, you will spend a lot of your time making other people look good. 
You will help them hire the right people, but at the end of the day, you don't hire, the manager hires. You will help resolve conflict and guide managers through correcting behavior or terminating people who have to move on, but it will be the manager's decision. Now, hopefully you will be recognized by your own leader in your team for your effort and the great work that you do. And most good managers will thank you for your support and will tell their peers. But at the end of the day, this is a behind-the-scenes position. And if you are the kind of person that needs a lot of public recognition or credit for the work you do, this is probably not the right career for you. I always tell my students that are considering pursuing an HR path after graduation that this is truly an egoless profession. You have to leave your ego at the door and you have to be prepared to do a lot of work without a lot of credit for it. The next question I would ask myself is, do you have tact and can you keep a secret? This kind of builds on question four. Because part of the challenge with getting recognition for your work is that most of the time, no one gets to know what you're up to. You can't have a career in HR without the ability to maintain confidentiality and keep a secret. If you're the kind of person that rushes home at the end of the day and tells your partner or parent or best friend all about your day, the people you work with, the decisions you made, you may find HR a little challenging. One of the ways to build trust with managers and organizational leaders is to demonstrate that you know how to maintain confidentiality when they share things with you. In some cases, you become a confidant to the managers you support. And if they find out that you're sharing that with other managers or even worse, the public, all the trust bets are off. And without the full picture of what's going on, It's really tough to solve those problems. I also believe that tact is an important trait of successful HR professionals. This links closely with building trust. You have to know your audience and be skilled at adapting your communication and your language as needed. For example, if you're new to a team, an organization, or a manager, do you take time to understand the place and the people before you start giving advice? Do you use the phrase, you should, a lot? And do you get your kicks by pointing out the missteps of others? If you answer yes to any of those questions, you may want to make some changes or rethink your path. This is a support and guidance-giving role. But as I said in question four, it's not really about you. You need to know when to push hard for something with a manager and when to be more diplomatic. And if you want to learn more about how to build trust in an HR role, be sure to check out episode 16 of this podcast. I share five key ways that you can do that at any point in your career. The sixth question is, are you comfortable with change and can you be flexible? One of the best parts of an HR career is the amount of variety there is in the type of work you can do and the variety you get on a daily and weekly basis. But for many people, this is also the most frustrating part of this career path, especially if you're in a generalist or HR advising role. 
you can have your day completely planned out, meetings booked and your office door closed, and one phone call can disrupt the whole thing. As I said in the first question, people are interesting and they can also be unpredictable. And your job is to respond to those unpredictabilities. That means you need to be incredibly comfortable with change and have the flexibility to shift your thinking and focus to a crisis or an emergency or simply just a different priority if that's what the organization needs at the time. This also means you have to be willing and able to figure things out and pivot quickly. As we all know, we are currently living in the midst of something completely unprecedented with COVID-19. And it's changed our workplaces and how workers work dramatically. In order to do that, a lot of HR and safety professionals had to figure out a lot of stuff in a short period of time. I'm pretty sure there were a lot of HR professionals and HR departments that in March 2020 had other things they were going to work on for the next six months, but their priorities had to shift to respond to a crisis. Now, COVID-19 is, of course, on a large scale, and there are a lot of resources globally to help us figure this out. But this can also happen on an organizational or department scale. A key person could be off immediately for any number of reasons, and you have to figure out how that department can continue operating. How do you maintain operations while you replace them? Or do you replace them? How do you communicate with the rest of the team and maintain confidentiality of the person that's off? You don't usually have weeks or even days to figure these things out and guide your leaders. So as an HR professional, you need to be okay with the change that will inevitably happen in your workday. And you also have to be able to help others in the organization respond to and cope with those changes. And I can tell you from years of experience that not everybody is good with last-minute changes. In fact, most people dread them. So being able to respond to changes and be flexible is critically important. My seventh question is, are you approachable and good at building relationships? Think about something you might want some help with. Now, think about who you would go to to get that help. Are they approachable? Chances are yes. We don't generally seek help and guidance and support from people we don't find approachable or open, or people who are exasperated and frustrated every time we ask them for something. Think about the most closed off, prickly person you know. Would you ask them for anything? Chances are not unless you have to. So if you are prickly, standoffish, unapproachable, and unfriendly, you're not going to be very effective playing a supporting, guiding role. Even if you're the only person the manager is allowed to get help from, they will probably avoid you and make their own decisions or ask their colleagues. This doesn't mean you have to like everyone you work with or be over-the-top personal or friends with everyone you work with. And it's okay to be introverted and a little bit shy. But if you project a closed-off demeanor and a sense of annoyance every time someone comes to you for guidance, you're not going to be sought out 
for advice. I have worked with some fairly frustrating managers over the years who asked for help and guidance on things that they probably should have been able to solve on their own. Recognizing this, I worked with them on setting boundaries and helping them feel more comfortable making decisions. But at the end of the day, I never made them feel bad for asking or turned them away. You're going to be asked the same question multiple times by different people. And you're going to have to provide advice to people that should be able to figure things out on their own. But that's part of the job. And we want managers to come to us so that we can support them in the best way possible. So if you get frustrated or you're not open and willing to answer their questions, chances are HR is not the best path for you. My eighth and final question is, do you have an interest in an appreciation of how businesses and organizations achieve success. As I said earlier, the role of an HR professional or a team is to enable the business or the organization to be successful by enabling the people. But you need to understand how the business or organization becomes successful in order to help with this. Business or organizational acumen is critically important for an effective HR professional. You need to know how your organization wins, stays relevant, and what its purpose, mission, and values are, and how you align your people to all of that. If you don't understand how strategy is developed and how the organization wins, you're going to have a hard time suggesting ways to motivate, engage, and enable employees. And while many HR departments remain rather administrative, you can be the catalyst to change this by taking a keen interest in your organization and how it becomes successful. Without that curiosity and the ability to make the connections between what you do and the organization, you will remain not only administrative, but unable to have the incredible impact you can have. And chances are your organization will not reach the levels of success that are possible. Now, if you aren't sure if you can accurately answer any of these questions, take some time to think about what you enjoy learning about and why you are pursuing HR studies or an HR career. And be brutally honest with yourself. If it has nothing to do with being curious about people and organizations, complex challenges, ever-changing work and environments, and a behind-the-scenes impact on an organization, then I would suggest another path might be best for you. And that's okay. There are a lot of careers you can choose from and a lot of paths you can explore. And honestly, it is never too late to chart a new course for your life or your career. Trust me, I've done both more than once and I couldn't be happier. The month before my dad passed away, two years ago this month, I spent a lot of time sitting and talking to him in the hospital. I asked him why he never really taught my brother and I about the store and how to operate it, and he certainly didn't groom either of us to take it over. He said that he recognized that although he bought the business and made it a successful way of life for our family, he really bought himself a job. He said he didn't really know how to run a business when he bought it, but he was passionate about it, 
determined to make it work, and confident that with my mom's help and support, they could figure it out. He really did follow his passion and a desire for independence. He took something he enjoyed and made a wonderful life out of it, on his own terms. And while he may not have known it on his final day, by not trying to put pressure on me to take over the family business and teach me everything he knew about running a small business, he taught me something vastly more important. Being passionate and interested in something is an individual choice. And what I'm passionate about might not be what you're passionate about or interested in. And what matters the most to building a happy, healthy career is that you understand what you value and what you are passionate about, and you follow those along whatever path they lead you to. Thanks, Dad. And thank you for being here and for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode of the HR Mentor Podcast, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Podbean. And if you haven't yet subscribed, please do so and never miss a future episode. Thank you so much for being here. Bye for now.